I am very lucky that I have two very secure relationships right now. Mm. And and that my my husband we've been together for like twenty three years and uh, with my boyfriend it's uh, it's it's been it's now more than five years that I've uh, that been that we've been uh, in our relationship so I think we've worked through the big chunk of the emotional challenges. Hi, and welcome back to Late Bloomin' Love, the podcast about finding love when it's about bloomin' time. I'm your host, Amanda Klang, and on this podcast, I talk with guests about love and relationships because I'm single and seeking love just like you may be, and frankly, I need advice and inspiration. I've spoken about polyamory on this podcast before. If you don't already know, it's when people have multiple romantic partners at once, but don't cheat on anyone. It's all pretty advanced for a slow dater like me, but it's interesting to consider. And this episode, I speak with a Montrealer who incorporates it into her life as a busy married mom of two teens. She explains what it means for her and why it works for her her husband, and her boyfriend. She also gives me a little advice on the subject. That's all up next in my conversation with Raquel. Raquel, welcome to Late Bloom in Love. Thank you. Nice being here. Yeah, I'm glad you're here. Okay, so we are talking today about polyamory. And uh, I will just say that that uh, here in Montreal, where I live and where you live, um, there is a world of people practicing polyamory. I'm sure Montreal is not the only place, but it's for me, it's been a discovery since I've been in Montreal, which has been a few years now. Um, and, oh, and I will just say, Raquel, you are not only are you a Montrealer, originally from Spain, you're a Montrealer who is married and you're a mom of two and you practice polyamory. So we could say maybe you're a, a Montreal married stay-at-home mom who practices polyamory. Does that all sound right? Yeah, uh, that's what I'm doing at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Okay, so give us some help at the very beginning. How do you define polyamory? Um, well, for me, a polyamorous person is someone who um, has more than one loving re- love relationship mm-hmm. and uh, with the knowledge of other all the other other relationships involved right right so everybody everything is above board nothing nothing is hidden everybody knows it is supposed to be ethical which means like uh, everybody supposed to be on board and also you navigate your relationships with the consideration and respect of everybody mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Before getting into the the how and the why, I just want you to give me a sense of how it works in your life. So you're uh, you're married. You have two uh, teens, and you have a, a second partner. You have a boyfriend. So if your husband and your boyfriend. So what is a typical like day, or maybe it's better to say, what's a typical week like for you? Like how do you balance all this stuff? Well, um, at the moment, I'm staying at home, so I. Um... 
I my days are pretty similar to anybody staying at home, mm-hmm. which are like doing the um, the house chores and um, and uh, house management and uh, and taking care of all all the things that you have to take care of when you have kids. Mm-hmm. And those are my days. Um, the evenings, uh, if I'm staying at home, well, I ha- I cook dinner and we have a family dinner and then we go go to bed. And it's just a, be- a very routine, normal routine. Mm. Uh, once a week, I tend to sleep over at my boyfriend's and then we just, uh, we generally um, go out or have any uh, go to an event or go to a restaurant or mm. maybe we just stay in and then we sleep in and uh the nice thing about that is like i get to sleep in once once a week and, oh uh, you don't have to get up early get up early with the kids and so that means you have one evening and and night and morning a week with your boyfriend and the rest of the time you're at home with your kids and your husband although i think he also has some some days that he's not home right is that how you guys do it yeah he ha- he generally also has a one day at uh, a week where he goes and sees um his partner mm-hmm. and um yeah and i guess my um i see i see my boyfriend a, a little bit more because uh he goes to yoga and uh, so we go to yoga together and sometimes mm. we go or walks in the park during the week so we try to have like more like relaxed uh, times where we can see each other briefly but we don't we're not it's not like a date it's, it's more like a right casual casually uh, uh walking in the park or going to to get the organic basket or something like that right. so yeah I, I spend most of my time at home and most of my 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 kind of like relationship time with uh, my husband but mm-hmm. uh, yeah I mean I um, actually uh, real, realized uh, recently that there's uh, two types of time oh, yeah. with someone so one is like a one-on-one time that's pretty intense can be pretty intense because mm-hmm. you're dedicating the, your attention to one person mm-hmm. and also the the another type of time is the hanging out time I call it so uh, basically, when you're in the same building or in the same uh, house with uh, uh-huh. with your partner, and you're just uh, you're just hanging out, you're not necessarily interacting. You're you might be doing things together or not, but you're just in the same house. So um, would that be like you're at home making dinner? Yeah. Uh, your husband is maybe helping one of the kids with homework, and you're all in the same space, but you're not interacting directly intentionally. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's for you. That's hanging out as opposed to like your date night with your boyfriend is one-on-one time. I'm guessing. Is that right? Exactly. Exactly. So, so I'm trying, we try, I mean, I, I, I'm trying to be more intentional about this since I know I have known this because I, I think I want to have some hanging out time with my boyfriend. And also I want to have some one-on-one time with my husband. So to have it a little bit more balanced. So it's not all just the uh, hanging out with uh, my husband and, uh, the uh, the uh, one-on-one time with uh, my boyfriend so right. yes try to um, balance it a little bit more and mm-hmm. um, it is it is nice to have to be more intentional because sometimes you know with my husband we sometimes are exhausted at the end of the day and we don't have time for each other 
but mm -hmm. we try to make time and uh, sometimes in the mornings it works because uh, we wake up early but he doesn't go to work until later so we, we can uh -huh. hang out and um and just be the two of us so yeah it's a balance right 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 and it sounds like you you have to be really intentional you've already talked about like the challenge is or among the challenges of of having two romantic partners in your life is time like having enough time and of course when you have a family life you know children and everything that makes your your time to dedicate to yourself essentially to spend time with a, a special person is even less are there other challenges to living this way this having two relationships as a polyamorous having a polyamorous relationship life are there other challenges um yes it could be it can be very draining emotionally at times mm. if um um depending on the type of relationship you have with your uh with your partner i am very lucky that i have two very secure relationships right now mm. and and that my my husband we've been together for like 23 years and uh with my boyfriend, it's uh, it's it's, been, it's now more than five years that I've uh, that been that we've been uh, in our relationship. So mm -hmm. it's um, we've I think we've worked through the big chunk of the emotional challenges that we we um, we have come across. Is that like um, jealousy? Is that like jealousy? Like mm -hmm. um, yeah, like jealousy, like adjusting mm, maybe expectations on one what one person wants or what one person can give and um it could be just miscommunication mm. as well and so yes that's that's another I, I guess that that that's another uh, challenge you could you know you you need you need good communication skills to be able to um to uh make make clear statements about your intentions and mm -hmm. your expectations and um and your you need to show your vulnerability as well you know mm -hmm. to be able to um yeah to feel your feelings and express them and sometimes mm -hmm. that can be that can be hard yeah. so it's uh yeah it it comes with a lot of um working on yourself mm -hmm. i would say so yeah. that can be both a challenge and a benefit if we work on ourselves maybe we evolve and then we become happier people I think or more I don't know more living with more satisfaction what what are the benefits like how do you look at the benefits of of having two relationships and and being really intentional about how you run your life with both these relationships what what are the benefits for you um, well, you just said said one. That's one of the benefits. Is actually because you are kind of like um, you feel you really feel the need that you need to kind of up your game in the communication mm -hmm. department. Let's mm -hmm. say and uh, try to be um, better at communicating, communicating more often, communicating more as well. And uh, it's you know it's. It's, that that comes with uh, also a lot of um, self knowledge. You get mm -hmm. you get to know yourself better, mm -hmm. as uh, as well as you get to know your partners better. Mm -hmm. So that's mm -hmm. also a, that's also for me. I think that's a benefit. Um, mm -hmm. There is also um, 
for me in, and for my relationships, I feel like, especially my, my relationship with my husband, yeah. I feel like I have uh, become way less demanding on him. Mm. Um, because I don't expect a, um, that he is everything to me anymore. I, mm. You know, like, I don't know if you have that, have had this, um, this feeling that when you're with someone on, it's kind of like socially uh, implied. Uh, or yeah, accepted. yeah, we're, we're encouraged to think this way, I think, that we should yeah. have one person and they should give us everything we need. Yeah, exactly. You provide, they provide your caregiving, your emotional support, your friendship, mm-hmm. your love, your sex, mm-hmm. and your uh has to be your partner for activities yeah and for financial planning for everything exactly the same interests and if they don't if they don't tick all those boxes then then you're like no i that's not the right person and go find another right person well in, in polyamory we uh most people don't have to um to tick all the boxes Right. Anymore. Because right. you can get so certain things from someone else. Mm-hmm. And that someone else also doesn't have to tick all the boxes because you get the other things that they don't tick with uh, someone else. So mm. it's a lot easier on the um, on the pressure of uh, somebody having to be there for you all the time. Right, right, right. Um. I want to I want to get into a little bit of how you kind of decided that you were going to try polyamory and how you turn your relationship from a kind of standard relationship with one partner which I know you had before into this but I have a question first <laughs> because here in Montreal I now I get you know sort of propositioned by people saying oh I'd like to get to know you and take you out but you should know I'm in a relationship <laughs> I have an open or poly you know whatever open polyamory uh, ethical non-monogamy and I'm like oh my goodness to me that is not because I'm single that is not a, a, an appealing proposition I don't want to be somebody's number two person that they just you know they're maybe available to me once once a week that just seems horrible to me but I happen to know because I know you in real life and I do know your boyfriend, who is a lovely fellow. And I know that that's actually his circumstance, right? He doesn't have another partner. He just, you're his main partner, but you do have another partner. Your husband is, is your main partner. So how does that balance work for the person who is participating in polyamory, but they only have one one person, one one partner? <laughs> Yeah, that is an odd uh, situation. I um, I admit it, and uh, it, that's one of the things that when we started going out, that was that was my my one of my reservations because I was thinking when you started dating your your boyfriend, is that what you mean? Yeah, I started dating my boyfriend, and I said like, well, ideally, you would have had another partner already, so mm-hmm. we can I can we can just like start this re- new relationship with the. Um, these uh, expectations and these assumptions that that you know that we're not going to be uh, everything for each other and uh-huh. that we carve out the time we can and um and uh, you know whenever you find another partner i'm not i'm not ha- going to have to go through a whole uh, set of um 
I don't know, emotions that are mm -hmm. might be but trigger but my, that might trigger me because I might feel insecure that a uh, that someone's gonna replace me or something like that. Right. Also, um, so so you had reservations even for yourself of yeah. stepping into a second having a secondary partner who didn't himself have a secondary partner. Okay, and but you just obviously you've been together. I know you guys are you guys are very cute. We we've gone skiing together <laughs> cross country skiing um so you obviously you 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 know you, you worked it out but did you just decide you'd give it a try and see and and meanwhile it's just worked fine yeah i guess i guess that's uh i guess that's uh well put um i just uh i just went with it and uh you know i um I'm attached to him now, so mm -hmm. what what can I do? <laughs> <laughs> and he doesn't seem to mind, I guess, hey, that he only gets to see you. Uh, I mean, you guys have a date night. And then you did say that you 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 go to yoga classes. Like you see each other sort of in a, you know, he could be a friend in those situations. You're going and see, do, doing an activity with him. But mm -hmm. he, I guess he doesn't mind that he only gets to see you as his girlfriend really one, one night a week. Oh, you know he does he doesn't mind but he does mind it's mm. not like he, he this is not his his perfect situation either he would like mm. to have another partner mm. and uh, i guess he's um he's just um you know navigating that and getting around mm. to, to doing that and uh you know through covid and stuff it's it's been pretty yeah. hard to date <laughs> yeah. yeah but well, also also, you know, he's also kind of new to, relatively new to Montreal. So, um, I guess, uh, I guess I would say he's my maybe finding his bearings, and mm. uh, he's, um, you know, so I know that that might change in the near future. I know, and I know that he might find someone else, and uh -huh. uh, okay. and I know I'm gonna have to be okay with that. Right. And oh, interesting. A whole, okay. a yeah. whole new. Uh, New chapter feelings yeah. that are, are going to come up and we're going to have to talk about it and hopefully we'll have we'll have the a good basics to yeah. to navigate base rela uh, relationship uh, yeah good solid relationship to be able to negotiate all that yeah oh, very interesting i didn't think about that part of it rick out so so good <laughs> i i want to talk in a minute about dating because you you know i'm dating so you did some dating before you met your boyfriend but first i just want to know like how how did you decide the polyamories was for you, and then how did you negotiate with your husband that you guys were going to try this? Um, I think I've always been uh, polyamorous without even knowing that that, that existed or mm. that 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 was like um, something people did. Yeah, and um, yeah, because I I've always been kind of like a serial monogamist and. Uh, I, I I would cheat on my partners and mm. um, and uh, which I feel terrible about and and I did feel feel terrible about it at the time but I just couldn't help kind of like <laughs> falling in love with other people right, and okay. it was hard for me to have to at some point have to choose right and, and that was the the terrible thing about having you know having to choose and wanted to have both and not being able to and. Um, it was here in Montreal once I was married and uh, had two kids already when I heard about polyamory and my 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 head went 
<laughs> you know, I was like, what is that? Is that allowed? <laughs> Can you actually do that? <laughs> you know, it's like, are you, are you actually, is this serious? Like people would like to do this? That's awesome. So yeah, I, I mean, I, I started inquiring about it and uh, trying to let, get to know more about it. And, you know, with, with my husband, we've oh, I always known that he's a very open, uh, you know, open-hearted person and not a very jealous person either. Mm. So I kind of knew or or expect or or kind of like hoped that there was um, an opening there in mm. our relationship, and because um, we've always been like super social and having mm. many people in the house we have he has lots of girlfriends that are just friends yeah and yeah I, he, I really like that about him he's a he's a he's a girlfriend's girl uh, he is he is I know him too and he's very uh he's the kind of man who has lots of women friends yeah yeah it's true. yeah and I thought that that was really cool as so, you know if women like him it means he's good you know at least like yeah. that's one thing that attracted me to, to him when I when I met him right. and uh you know so so it required for us already to be um, feeling secure enough in our relationships and feeling not threatened by, for me to, not to be threatened by other uh, women, for example. Mm-hmm. And, and um, I always knew that he was very easygoing with me having friends that were male friends. So, you know, we kind of like uh, gradually starting exploring um uh, in the um, in the world of uh, kink and BDSM, and uh-huh. we started like we kind of realized that there was so much more we we could explore uh, in mm-hmm. our relationship, and right. um, yeah, and then very slowly we uh, one day I just uh, there to ask, and uh, mm-hmm. we had to do a lot of talking because there was some past relationships in his life that made it like hard for him to kind of like getting his wrap his mind around that right um, they, about around the the idea of opening up a relationship and really really kind of like going on dates and loving other people right and right. um and then uh you know it, it was we try uh, we tried to do it slowly and and with lots of intention and communication uh-huh. so babies taking baby steps that's uh that's what i i i read a lot about it that helped me a lot because Mm -hmm. i read a lot about that's written and all the advice that's given out there about starting and opening up and uh, uh, relationships and being polyamorous Mm -hmm. and they always take you tell you to take baby steps and not to scare the person that uh, that has more anxiety about it or that's less prepared so you kind of like take it baby steps and uh, keep each other up to date about your feelings and um, right. and insecurities and you know yeah. ultimately the idea is that you get over them by realizing that okay your your husband your husband or your wife is going on a date mm. and she's coming back and and things are still okay and she still loves you and so you you do little things, you know, you do little steps and you keep coming back and a little bit like a, like a mother and a child and the, the child mm. realizes that the mother is always there. So, so Right. 
Right. Oh, good analogy. And do you guys have some sort of agreement that uh, you can't or you won't let yourselves fall more in love with some other person to the degree that you want to leave your marriage and your family? Like, is it just clear to both of you that your own unit as the two of you and your two kids remains at the center of your, of your lives, regardless of if you have other lovers or other partners? Is it just clear or is that a constant negotiation? Um, no, I would say we did a lot, uh, um, most of the negotiation at the beginning when we mm-hmm. wanted to open up and realize, and we wanted to, it's not so much r- that we have rules, but we have clearly stated our intentions. Okay. It's, more, it's more like, okay, this is what we do. We're doing. We, we want to prioritize our, our family and, um, and add to a certain extent each other. Yeah. Sometimes it's uh, it's hard too because we have we are really busy and and sometimes we don't see each other so much and we kind of accept that there's there's highs and lows. Yes, in in terms of like attention for each other. Right. Right. But I think uh, I I think we both know that our relationship wouldn't work if we didn't have our intentions to reconnect and see each other and and do things together you have to be more intentional it's it's not dif- not so much different that with, with having kids you very often have to be intentional with okay now we are going to take this time for ourselves right for oh yes right 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 because if we don't have that intention and basically other things around us other other commitments will just fill in and take the space Hmm. So would you say that um, since you and your husband have lived in uh, as a polyamorous relationship, so you've each had other partners, um, has your own relationship between the two of you gotten better? It has, actually. I, could, I can say it has um, because we have... Um, I mean, at least for myself, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you have to ask him. <laughs> but for me, yes, because um, I have... Um... I actually have asked him before and he said yes. Oh, yeah? Okay, yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> because it, it's a lot more... I feel more free. Right. And whenever you feel more free, you feel like, you know, you feel free to... You know, whenever you feel free to say yes then mm. uh, then you are are able to say yes so mm. when i be free um to say yes to him then uh then i am more enthusiastic uh-huh when i, when nice. I choose to be with him and you've probably seen people you know uh, your parents or some some couple that it's it's been together for a long time mm. you get to used to each other and you're uh, very likely to start taking each other for granted yes Yes. And uh, I feel like uh, that doesn't happen so much with us because we don't, mm-hmm. we can't afford to take each other for granted so much. Right. right. Oh, very interesting. And then on this whole topic of balancing out the f- relationship and the family, like how does it work with your teenagers? Like, how do you, how, you know, it's, it's, it's one thing to be polyamorous. I know a lot of people who are here, but to do it as a family seems, I mean, it's not that the family the children are not polyamorous, but you and your husband have children and you're polyamorous. So how does it work with, with just balancing the relationship with children and, and being parents? Um, 
Uh, the, the children are are a bit older now, so it's uh, yeah, yeah they're teens, and uh, it's. I don't think they remember necessarily any difference. Mm-hmm. So for them, they're used to it. They're used to having my boyfriend coming over and sleeping over, or mm-hmm. yeah, uh, if my husband's girlfriend comes over and sleeps over. Mm-hmm. And right. we are a very open door family, anyway. Even before this, so we're I know, used I, to. I drop in for lunch sometimes. I just get fed. It's so nice. <laughs> we're used to having people knocking on the door and coming yeah. in and and uh, I guess my kids are used to that kind of rhythm yeah and, um, huh. they don't they have never told me uh what you do is weird but they have asked they have actually asked one of them has some once asked um what you're doing not, not many people are doing that right <laughs> Ah, okay. <laughs> so they notice. Kind of realize like that's, that's, that's not like the norm. Is right. It? Interesting. Like, Interesting. No, there's not many people that do it. That's mm. uh, that's for sure. I'm not gonna lie about that. But mm. um, <laughs> you know, it's uh it's something uh, that makes us happy. So yeah. oh well excellent. Um I really just have two other questions for you. I wanted just to ask, like, you know, my podcast. I'm talking about dating and I'm, I'm way behind you in terms of, you know, the progress one makes in life. <laughs> like you've gotten married, you've had children. Now you've got, you know, your second uh, long-term partner at the same time. You, I know you, I'm sure you had other partners before you met your husband, but what was it like to be dating after you'd already become, you know, a wife and a mother? So you were juggling your relationship with your husband, your relationship with your kids, and you were dating. I mean, I find dating just as me. So it's so hard. So how was, just tell me briefly, what was that period like when you were dating and you hadn't yet met, let, you hadn't yet met your boyfriend? And so what, what was it? What was it like for you? Uh, it was, it was intense. Honestly, mm. it was really intense because, um, I mean, I've never da- dated with um, online apps before. Mm. Um, and uh, it was never like, okay. But, but you did use, you used an online app, didn't you, to meet each other? Yes, yes, uh-huh. we did. But like before. Like, oh, like when you were younger, before you yeah, got like married. Yeah. When I met my husband, we didn't, we're not dating um, on apps. Right. Right. And before that, like the apps didn't exist. So, right. and, and I never dated on an app. So that was already like um, something to uh, to learn. Yeah. But also the, the, the dating, the updated, the dating app culture is something you have to kind of learn as well, right? Yes. It's, like, it's a set of, of things that I, I never knew. And I'm, I honestly, I never really dated in my life before that. I, I just came across people that I en- as ended up to having relationships right. with. But that right. whole concept of actual dating just to kind of like, in in a in a way, it feels to me pretty cold. It's like a mm. like a job interview, right? It is like a job interview. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah, but it it was really hard. I mean, I I uh, remember it was really hard because I only had like a one evening a week to mm-hmm. actually um, have a date, right. and so I had to look for people on the on on the on the app and have them commit to meet me, which is also already pretty hard, and then. And then um, 
realized that they were not what I expected right. or wasting my one date a week that I had. <laughs> the joys of online dating, in other words. Yes, yes, yes. How long did it take? How long did you online date before you met your boyfriend? Do you remember? I think probably about a year, a good year. Right. Yeah. Well, it's not that long. It's not that long. But you were doing it very consistently, right? Like you had a real intention. You're yes. putting a lot of time into it. Yeah, yeah. Yes. But, uh, you know, I think most most of the time that was uh, um, gone was on, on texting. And uh, yes, yeah, I know. It takes so much time. I know. I know. Um, Raquel, my last question before I'm going to let you go. Should we all? be trying polyamory do you recommend it to everybody <laughs> um yes especially you, you oh <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh this is like too difficult i i can i can't even imagine manage finding one person <laughs> <laughs> but i take your point i think you might be pointing to the i i really do stick with this idea of like one person should tick you know tick all the boxes fulfill all the needs okay i think that yes you're nodding yes 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 i i hear what you're saying <laughs> oh my god okay no i think you could try it out for a while and maybe yeah. that would help so but... sorry so should i be saying yes when someone will will you know invite me out on a date but say hey you should know i'm married and i have an open relationship and my reaction is i don't want somebody who's who's already committed to somebody else but are you suggesting that i should i should consider it um, well, it depends, really. Uh, it's it really depends if of what you want, okay. and I I totally understand if what you are looking for is really a, like a a full time partner that yeah. that um you want to do most things with and a companion yeah. like yeah. you have you want to if you want to uh someone you can share your life in a in yeah. a big way like you want to yeah, yeah. Uh, eventually be able to move in together mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. share your life in the house in a house yeah. together if that's what you're ex expecting from from a partner then you know if if you're trying to date someone who's already married uh in a polyamorous relationship uh that might not feel the gap for you yeah. well i certainly appreciate uh in, in talking to you now like the rigor i'd say of your um emotional practice around this you know you're really committed it sounds like to being honest with yourself honest with your partner and then doing ongoing work right sort of like weeding the garden of our emotional space which we all need to do anyways but it's easy to sort of forget and i guess you're talking about being confronted all the time by by little you know, just things that you have to negotiate and navigate, you know, little moments of jealousy or who knows what, or just trying to balance time with two different partners forces you to be conscious in ways that we can avoid doing, I think, when we're in more of a routine. So I do really appreciate that. At the same time, what you were describing earlier is your whole adult life of having romantic relationships and sexual relationships. You didn't know the word polyamory, but when you discovered the word, you realized, ah, that really describes how I would like to live my life that has never been my feeling so I suspect it's not for me but uh, I do appreciate it's interesting to be in a world as I am now in Montreal where I encounter more people that have a wider array of views and, and practices around their relationship life and I think when people say they're doing it ethically I think that's a sincere intention and I can see in your case that it's really your practice so so I I I see that and I say chapeau, chapeau, good for you. <laughs> oh, thank you. You're, you're, you put it really beautifully. Thanks for saying that. 
Oh, well, thank you. And it's been so nice to talk to you, Raquel. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing so openly about your experience and, and your views and things. All right. Well, listen, take care. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much to Raquel, my guest this episode. If you want to read more about ethical non-monogamy, two recommended books are More Than Two and The Smart Girl's Guide to Polyamory. This has been Late Bloom in Love with me, your host, Amanda Klang. Thanks so much for joining me here. I'll be back in two weeks with a new episode. Meanwhile, you can find out more about the show and catch up on past episodes at latebloominlove.com. That's Bloomin, B-L-O-O-M-I-N. You can also leave comments or questions there. We'd love to hear from you. And be sure to check out our Facebook and Instagram pages, Late Bloomin' Love. Catch you next time.